Okay, you want to know something crazy? Or wait, don't... Should I sing? Sing? Yeah, should I sing? No, what? Happy oh my God. birthday <laughs> to you. Like, what are you singing? <laughs> uh, I had this whole plan when I was like, well, today we're recording. I'm going to sing happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even going to let her talk. I'm just going to say happy birthday right away. Oh my God. <laughs> today is Devin's birthday. Yes, it is. She's uh, finally in the Dirty 30 Club. Oh, yes. You know what? I've been waiting <laughs> my whole life to be in my 30s. I'm so fucking excited. Because it's like... I, I was too. You know, I was too. I'm like, I'm done with the bullshit of the 20s. I want secure mm-hmm. housing. I want yeah. a job with good pay, which... <laughs> unemployed. But I am loving being I mean, unemployed. So that's great. That's great too, but also who knows what your thirties will bring you right. it, within the year. Just like, I I did it. it I did it. Yes. My I turned thirty in February, and now I have an amazing job. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I just see I like everybody around me is like everything is like coming to them, and I'm like it's mm-hmm. my time. I'm ready. It is open to the blessings, um, and just like the confidence and yeah. like yeah. So I'm I'm really happy, and you know. This is the year. This is, this is the year. This is the first year of all the other awesome years. Because yes. It's and keep getting better. Yeah. Bigger and better things mm-hmm. are, are coming our way. And I just feel it. I've, I've said it multiple times in therapy <laughs> and to friends yep. and family that this is the year yes. that big shit is going to happen. And I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Like you said, I'm I'm over the the twenties and I'm over the like, just how exhausting they are to like fight to get to like where you want to be and yeah. like this year so far. Not that I want to just start talking about myself <laughs> on your birthday, but no, like this year I really felt like all of a sudden, like things started to fall into place and be like, okay, it doesn't look like what I thought it was gonna look mm-hmm. like, but it's still really great mm-hmm. and I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's not without and challenges and any, no, of, of course stuff. not. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I am totally and right. I, and just like finally being like, Hey, I do deserve this. Mm-hmm. I do like, shouldn't have to tolerate certain things. Like this is my time to get all the things that I deserve. Yeah. Um, actually one thing that my therapist said to me the other day, uh, or told me to, to say when it comes to like every aspect of my life, she said, is this something your strong self will tolerate? Ooh. And I was like, girl, that's good. can I tip you? <laughs> I'm, sure you I'm pro- I probably could, but, um, you know, send her a little gift for every time she gives me one of those things yeah. to like and everything and honestly ordering chinese food last night i was like this guy is rude is this something my strong self would tolerate <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna do this for everything in yeah, my life. Honestly. you know from ordering chinese food to like everything yes. you know i love it all right i love it i'm there you want to know my story i was gonna say though Oh, yes, I do. And I do really quickly want to call myself out because I said you want to know what's crazy. And I've been trying not to use words like crazy or insane Mm. or anything to describe something that's like wild because I 
yeah ableist and i'm i am mm. i recognize that weakness in myself and i'm trying to do better yeah. so i just want to apologize for saying that but mm-hmm. this wild thing that happened so yesterday okay. i like wild better anyway no it's more exciting yeah um yeah. this uh so w- my family and i were at the, a p- the pool to celebrate my birthday and mm-hmm. you know those like beetles from the mummy that are like green and like yeah <laughs> it yeah. one flew into my ear <gasps> and then out of my ear and into my other ear no at which point i sank to the ground <laughs> and then it landed and just like was on my head and i'm like freaking out at this point because i can feel the wings on my hair and i'm like <laughs> yeah and then my older sister like smacked it out and then it like landed on my back and then i like convulsed and like, smacked my head on the ground twice <laughs> oh just my I god was, like, <laughs> and then it like went away and then my other two sisters were videotaping the whole thing so we have two different angles of my freak out and then today Two more beetles were just following me around. So if anybody knows what that means, please let us know. Well, I have, I'm having this like recovered memory of a show that I almost worked on. What? What show? Because remember, I, I almost worked on Practical Magic, like the new. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So, I didn't want to say it out loud. I did not want to say that out loud. Uh, I know. But that's what it made me think you have of. To I'm sorry. It if people don't know. I don't know if I remember all of it, but I feel like it has okay. something to the do with like the beetle the at the door. Yeah. <laughs> There's like yeah. this, I don't remember what it's called, but like the, this witch family, when they get married to somebody, there's, like, a curse on their spouses. And when the, this one, like, death beetle comes, it's an mm-hmm. omen of death of the spouse. And I, that was the, literally the first thing that came to my mind. And Ugh. I was like, nope, that's not real. That's a movie. It's not It's real. definitely not real. And it's definitely a movie. And it wasn't it's that not kind a real of beetle. Thing. Yeah. It wasn't They're, a like, specific. beetle. Yeah. I don't think these were scared beetles but, either, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think Actually, so either. There not. definitely weren't. I wasn't there, and I don't know what the beetle looked like. But um, it's definitely not true. It's definitely, like, fiction. Yes. Um, but that was the first thing that popped into my head because I, you know, had to do a lot yeah. of, like, research on that oh, maybe show that we never end up working on. Oh, uh, was it? Well, the ones around that were loving me were, but not the ones that you were talking not the practical magic ones. Okay. All right. Good. Then, then, then fine. We're good. He's fine. You're good. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. This got real morbid. Yeah. Should we, <laughs> should we get back on topic or on topic for the first time? <laughs> yeah. On topic for the first time, but I don't know how it's pivoting any other place no. besides being just even more terrible. Listen, <laughs> so. if you're listening to us, you know it's going to get morbid. So. Yeah. It's oh, going to well. get worse. So. But also say a um, nice protective prayer for Gabe. Oh, absolutely. All the time. I pray for my friends all the time. I love it. And it's... Uh, there were three of them. Gabe. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to... I'll look it up later. Okay. <laughs> okay. On to other terrible topics. Yes. Um, so this week I'm going to tell Devin... It's really bad. And after going through it, and I was like, this was a terrible choice because it's just really heavy. Mm-hmm. But um, 
still important. Right. So this week, I'm going to tell Devin the case of the Charleston Church Massacre. Oh, my God. So on the evening of Wednesday, June 17th, 2015, so it's very recent. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah, that was six years ago. That's, yeah, six years ago. That's recent. I don't know. I don't know why I feel like we're still in, like, the 2010s. So you think it's in the future? What? What? Like, 2010. No, I know, but then if we were in 2010, then the future. You see what I mean? 2010 was before 2015. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I don't know if I'm saying it right then. I feel like we are in the years between 2000 and 2010. The early on. <laughs> Still. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's how I feel. Uh, and right, so. 2010? Yes. Okay, I get what you're saying. 2015 feels mm-hmm. much closer than it actually is. I think is what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's what I, I meant. <laughs> but I meant like really in my head, like I still don't consider this like the 2020 mm-hmm. after that. Like, I, know. I don't know why. Yeah. But um, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> yes. No, Let's get it's back all to good. This. Um, okay. So it's June 17th, 2015. It's exactly 8 16 p.m. When 21-year-old Dylan Roof, already, you hate him. him. Um, Also, his name is spelled D-Y-L-A-N-N. And I was like, "Mm, I don't get it. Like, what's the extra N for? Like, now I don't like you even more. Um, So he walks into the Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, North Carolina. He's seemingly there to attend a Bible study. Roof is white. He's about 5'9", and he has sandy blonde hair. He's wearing a gray sweatshirt and jeans. Um, After he walks into the historic African-American church, he asks for Pinckney. I hope I'm saying that name right, but Pinckney. Pinckney is the church pastor. His name is Clementa C. Pinckney. He's 41 years old. Um, like I said, he's the pastor of the church, um, and he's also a South Carolina senator. Mm. So Roof sits right next to him after he asks who's Pink- who is Pinkney. He sits right next to him. Um, throughout the Bible study, he's listening to others uh, during, the, during the reading, and he's kind of just participating in a way, but he's mostly disagreeing with everybody. Mm. Um, and mostly about like the discussion of scripture um and i i i I didn't see this anywhere but like my assumption is like i've been to bible studies before and i've like there's always that one person that's kind of there challenging a a little bit or maybe not challenging but they're like they don't completely understand it and you know sometimes Mm -hmm. they take the floor and you're like okay like just listen right like just because listen them 
and their exactly. own singular experience rather than like mm-hmm. a group discussion or yeah I totally know exactly what you mean. and usually like, if you have questions and you don't understand certain things like you know the pastor is more than willing yeah. to like sit with you afterwards and talk yeah. or whatever it just but makes it about the one person instead of everybody who's trying everybody to learn and Exactly. So my vision of this whole meeting is like he's probably sitting there with like a huff on his face. He's probably the only white guy there. Mm -hmm. And he's also trying like trying the pastor in a way. And I mean, they probably all just ignored him and just kind of kept going or tried to keep going. But that's my assumption. It's all conjecture. I don't actually know if that's actually happening. But um, so when the Bible study starts to come to an end, the members of the church start to pray and Roof stands up. He pulls a gun from a fanny pack that he's wearing and he aims it at 87 year old Susie Jackson. She is a member of the church. Um, and Jackson's nephew, or I'm going to call her Susie. I hate calling victims by their last name. Yeah. So Susie, her nephew, his name, is, he's 26 years old. His name is Taiwanza Sanders. Mm-hmm. So he gets in between oh uh, Ruth God. and Susie, um, and he tries to talk him down. He's kind of like, what are you oh doing? God, like, please, yeah, like, please stop. You know, why are you attacking churchgoers? Like, of, right. of, all, the, of all the people that you could be doing this to, right. like, why us, you know? And Ruth says, I just got the chills. I did Ugh. too. So Ruth says, quote, I have to do it. <gasps> you rape our women and you, you're taking over our country and you have to go, end quote. So then Ruth, he opens fire. He uh, is in, obviously intending to shoot all of them. So Taiwanza, he dives in front of Susie, uh, trying to protect her and um, Taiwanza is the first to be shot. Oh um, Roof then opens fire on the other victims. Um, he's shouting race, uh, racial slurs at them. He um, some reports I, I read had said that he said, quote, y'all want something to pray about. I'll give you something to pray about. End quote. Oh yeah, my it's God. absolutely I, I can't even, this is probably around the point of my research that I was like, oh God, what did I do? Yeah. And this is um, like, It's hard. It's like, heavy. Like, what? Like, they yeah. were just, like, I, I, I'm having the, trouble. I'm sorry. They were, they no, were it's, just, it's like, literally entertaining his bullshit for however many yeah, hours. for however long. Yeah. For them. For about an hour. Like. Uh, and it's like. They're literally doing the most innocent thing yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, what more? You couldn't be doing anything less than, like, praying. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah. So he reloads his gun five times. Oh. It's a Glock. I mean, we always try to... I, guns, I don't know is them that, as well. Like so it's a, rounds? it's a, it's a forty-five caliber handgun. Yeah. I don't exactly know how many rounds would be in there, but it did say that the he was carrying eight magazines with him. Oh my god! So 
and then I'm like, okay, how did how did he load it five times if he had eight magazines? But that's what I've researched. Well, he did, um, yeah, he probably and, didn't use all of them. Yeah. No, but Fifteen here, rounds. I was, oh, wow. I okay. Right. Interesting. Oh, the pistol you know more about can, guns than you thought. <laughs> the pistol can also use magazines with 17, 19, and 33 rounds. So actually, oh, who okay. knows? Yeah. And oh. like, I'm thinking maybe like... I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just a discrepancy in the research with the five times and there's eight magazines, but they all had hollow point bullets. So regardless, there was nobody surviving this. But I have to say that there are survivors. Um, Taiwanza's mother and five-year-old niece, who were at the church at the time, did survive this shooting because they pretended to be dead on the floor. Oh, my God. The, they were the only ones that survived because now? of, uh, like, yeah, she's 11 years old. Oh, like, how do you, the how? Baby, like. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So approximately uh, 9.05 p.m., the Charleston Police Department receives calls that there is a shooting at the church. <clears throat> Excuse me. Roof, uh, he opened fire on 12 people in the church only leaving one member of the Bible study unharmed. And according to Dot Scott, which love your name, by the way, um, this uh, the president of the local branch of the uh, NAACP said that Polly Shepard, she was a, a, attended the Bible study as well, said that he left her alone because he said, quote, she could tell people what happened. That's from something so, like he got that from something like some movie or really something. yeah i'm oh, i shouldn't have said anything because i don't have anything to back that up with but i'm having like, a <laughs> memory yeah of like i don't remember that but oh i'm sure yeah oh, he, well we'll get into like where like he has this whole thing okay. so maybe he like took that from something but yeah he leaves her alone because she can tell people what happened and he says to her quote did i shoot you and then she says no. And he says, quote, good, because we we're going to need someone to survive because I'm going to shoot myself and you're you'll be the only survivor, end quote. So then and there were the son of one of the other victims who had spoke to Polly. This is how they uh, got this information, uh-huh. because clearly nobody else survived. Yeah. So or other than the other two. Oh, actually, there's OK. I'm just going to keep going. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so spoke to Polly um, and he said that uh, what happened was after he said that to her, he turned the gun on himself and pulled the trigger. But he was out of ammunition. Oh, so he couldn't shoot himself. So he leaves the church. He rushes from the church. No, but, but, of course, right before he leaves, he says more racially, uh, like, yeah. shit to them. Um, and, like, over the vi- the victim's bodies. Like, there's only one person that he knows of that's alive, oh. and that's her. Um, but the entire shooting lasted for approximately six minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's, like... Terrifying. So short, but so long. So long. Yeah. It probably felt like hours. Yeah everybody yeah um so he leaves the church but a couple hours later there's a bomb threat that's called into the courtyard of a marriott hotel um and this 
basically complicates the police's investigation in finding him that night because they needed to like pull their resources and focus to the bomb threat (sighs) so that they could evacuate the area. So it kind of put like a pin in the investigation until they could figure out this whole other bomb threat. Not was it? I couldn't find any information about that. I don't think so. I, I actually don't know. That's something yeah. I did not go into further research about. But it huh. I don't know if I believe that this kid is calculated enough. Well, he didn't. He to, seemed like prepared to die. So why wouldn't he be prepared to get caught? You know, true. so, yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be related unless I was. Thinking yeah, that he panicked and piv- tried to pivot. Yeah. And I don't know what it would have accomplished by like they would have found him regardless. But I think that it just like the reason this came up is because maybe it's just an excuse as to why nothing happened until the next day. Yeah. You know, so I Mm. that's all, you know, I'm not really sure. But um, the police ended up needing to like stop and go tend to that issue and then come back to the investigation um of the of the shooting can you imagine like i mean i understand you have to take bomb threats seriously and like Mm -hmm. okay fine yeah but like going through that and then being like uh sorry we gotta go Mm -hmm. real quick We'll be right back. Like, well, yeah. I mean, could you imagine being a police officer also walking in on 11, well, 10, nine yeah. bodies in, in a sense, um, and then having to leave and be like, hey, just like sit tight, everybody. Yeah. Like, I'll be back. Like, that's crazy yeah. or wild. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. They've also suggested using sinister. Which is a good one. Okay. Very sin. Yeah. Sinister is good. And not like on necessarily on the individual's part sinister, but just like it's the mm-hmm. overbearing of yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Um, so before I get into this piece of shit, Dylan Roof, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about the victims a little bit. Um, there were a total of six women and three men, all African-American that were killed that night. Eight of them died at the scene. The ninth person was Daniel Simmons, and he died at the hospital. Um, They were all killed by multiple gunshot wounds that were all fired from very close range. Um, So the five people that survived the uh, shooting were Felicia Sanders, the mother of Taiwanza Sanders, who is a hero in my book. Um, the five-year-old granddaughter, who I, we don't know her, her name because she's still a minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polly Shepard, who she was a Bible study member. And as I mentioned before, he was hoping to leave her as the only survivor um, after his unsuccessful suicide attempt. And um, Clementa's wife, the pastor's wife, mm-hmm. And his youngest daughter were actually in the building at the time uh, when the shooting happened, but they were in his office. And when they heard the gunshots, they locked themselves in until it was over. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And then to come out and, like, see that is traumatizing on so many levels. Um, So then the nine victims were Clementa C. Pickney, the uh, 41-year-old pastor and South Carolina state senator. 
Um, Cynthia Graham Hurd, she's 54 or was 54. Um, she was a Bible study member. Uh, she was also um, a manager at a library. Um, and she was the sister of a former senator uh, or former senator Malcolm Graham. 87-year-old Susie Jackson, who we mentioned earlier, she was the oldest victim at this Bible study. She was also a choir member. 70-year-old Ethel Lee Lance, 49-year-old DePayne Middleton, sorry, doctor. Uh, He was a uh, pastor as well um, and also worked as an administrator at uh, the Southern Wesleyan University. Was he a doctor or was doctor his last name? Doctor, I believe, is his last name. Yeah. Um, Taiwanza, as we mentioned before, was the youngest victim, 26 years old. He was a graduate of Allen University, and he was uh, Susie Jackson's grand nephew. Um, Daniel L. Simmons, who was the uh, member of the church that died at the hospital. Sharonda Coleman Singleton was 45, also a pastor, and she was a speech therapist uh, at Goose Creek High School. Um, and, uh, last but not least, um, Myra Thompson, she was 59 and she was the Bible study teacher. Um, all these victims were later coined the Emmanuel nine that died of the horrific hand and gun of, oh God, Dylan Roof. So uh, let's talk a little bit about him. I loved that (laughs) when you Google, I mean, yeah, a little (laughs) bit. Um, But when I did Google his name, um, the first, like, it's almost like he has like a permanent title for the rest of his life. Like it just like it, like all the articles came up and it was like Dylan Roof, American white supremacist, (laughs) neo-Nazi and mass murderer. Like every article said that. And I was like, yeah. Because he is. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Um, he was born April 3rd, 1994. Um, he was born in Columbia, South Carolina, to Franklin Bennett Roof. Uh, his dad was a carpenter and a construction worker, and his mother, Amelia Cowles, was a bartender. I couldn't find anything about the mom, weirdly. Like, she, like in the research, she just kind of disappears because his dad, uh, they were divorced, I guess, like uh, Franklin, uh-huh. or I guess they called him Ben, but uh, Franklin and uh, Amelia were divorced. Sorry, his when... name is Ben Franklin? No, <laughs> it's Franklin Bennett Roof, oh, so oh. they called him Ben. <laughs> but I thought it was very weird that they called him Ben, but the spelling of Ben was B-E-N-N, well, they're, they're just like Dylan. And in Dylan. So I'm like, what is, what is with that? Very like, but, um, Southern. yeah, maybe I just also didn't want to put too much thought and effort no. into these people. I, so I agree with that choice. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so his parents were divorced, but they were temporarily like together when Dylan was born for some reason. Like, I don't know. It says they were reconciling, but then in November, uh, 1999, uh, Franklin, got remarried when um dylan was five years old uh but then they got divorced 10 years later and he had a 
I'm seeing more of his relationship, or not relationship, but I'm seeing more of the stepmom in the research than his actual mother. So I'm not so really he sure. He probably lived with them more. Yeah, like more, more than. But, or like more yeah. Than half the time. Yeah. Something like that. Like I, I did have her name, but for some reason I felt like I didn't want to mention her That's name. That's fine. That's up to you. I was just like, I think she's like. Like, this was all not her deal. Yeah. You know? And she does try. So I'm like, uh, we don't need to mention her name. Um, so they got divorced. Uh, Dylan Roof had two other siblings, which I'm also not going to mention their names. Mm-hmm. Um, because they deserve privacy after all this madness. Um, uh, but according to a bunch of articles, uh, Franklin Roof was verbally and physically abusive towards both of his wives. Great. And I was mm. like, okay. That's surprising. Yeah. Shocker. Um, And from some reports uh, from family members, uh, including his stepmother, they all mentioned that Dylan started at a at like middle school age to exhibit like obsessive compulsive behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like really crazy about like no germs and you know, nothing could be dirty. And he like was very meticulous about how his hair could be cut. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, very weird things for like a kid that's well, like yeah. what? 13 years old to be yeah. experiencing, I mean, a- but they also clearly didn't get him help. So, right. and not, you know, I think obsessive compulsive disorder comes from a lot of different places, but maybe in his mm-hmm. case, it's a reaction to trauma and feeling very out of control and not able to control mm. his father's whims oh, or yeah. feelings or anger. And mm-hmm. so is trying to control other things around him, not to excuse yeah. anything because people can have those tendencies and have that diagnosis and not murder murder people people. so well yeah because i'm totally like i've been you know dealing with some stuff lately Mm -hmm. and the thing that gives me solace is organizing my apartment Mm -hmm. like i am literally like buying bins i'm like getting labels i'm just but it gives me so much joy but like it's because there's certain things that i can't control Mm -hmm. so i need to control something else but i'm also not buying a gun and going shooting people and i do want to make sure that we differentiate the difference between like the being like, oh yeah like OC- and taking and solace OCD. in it and yeah. the actual diagnosis too so I'm oh just, for yeah. sure for sure i meant there. it more of like getting control of yes. something that you don't have control no, i of totally know else. what you meant yeah. i just yeah for clarification for anybody that yes. might be confused yeah yeah um so um they, but the, again, like I said, they didn't get him, get him help. So mm-hmm. really, who who knows if that was something that continued after this point, or I don't know. Um, but uh, they said that he started to um, exhibit interests in smoking marijuana because he was caught <laughs> spending money on it at one point. And I was just like, okay, I don't smoke, but the I definitely partake lettuce. in THC. <laughs> yeah, like I definitely go buy like tinctures and uh, shit to sleep and yeah. to like relax and like I don't shoot up churches though. No. So like stop using Yet this. Again. It felt like yeah, like uh, it just felt like a lot of the stuff that I was reading about this kid, there was a lot yeah. of um well, he had this and he had a troubled childhood and his parents were divorced yeah. and this Anything and that and it's to like take the actual oh, responsibility yeah. away. Oh yeah. And it's like okay, great. Yeah. Like 
that's all horrible stuff. Like, I'm sorry this kid went through that, but that is not an excuse for him no, to do what he did. No. Um, so, uh, but throughout nine years of school, he, uh, apparently he attended seven schools. I'm not sure if he like got kicked wow. out of these schools or if it was like, he just, I don't know. I'm assuming he got kicked out of the, these schools yeah. and had to like go to multiple schools in South Carolina. Um, and he also was forced to repeat ninth grade as well. Um, and he did drop out of school in 2010 and, um, they, I read a report that said that he spent his days playing video games and taking drugs. And I was like, days? (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh... (laughs) Like, okay. Um, so in the weeks before the attack, um, apparently, or weeks and months, because it, it seemed like it was, like, over the course of, like, a couple years, he has been, like, oh. not going to school, just oh, yeah, doing whatever. It's five years from dropout to this attack. He dropped out of school in 2010. And then it was five years later. Yes. Okay, so that's a lot of video games and drugs. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, throughout... Because it says in the weeks before his the attack that he was kind of, like, floating between different homes and, like, from his father's house to his stepmom's and then from, like, family friends yeah. and friends from school. Like, he was kind of just, like, doing whatever. And I think that at this point it was probably, like, oh, he dropped out of school. He wasn't getting a job. He was kind of just, like, doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, and had no um, guidance and un... Yeah. Like untrained or unguided, mm-hmm. I guess, access to yeah. the internet and mm-hmm. all sorts of forums. Oh, yeah. Sure. That uh, comes into play mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, he's bouncing around. Um, he does work for his dad's landscaping company for a while, but then he quits. Um, and this happened right before the attack. So, uh, but when he, like a, one report I read said that what when he like, in between all of this kind of floating around, he was all he was doing really was like playing video games and doing drugs. Um, and then when he started working for his dad, he quit that job. Um, but if he wasn't working, he was clearly yeah. just like doing drugs and getting drunk and all that shit. So um, clearly he was spiraling or maybe not spiraling because I feel like that's a little bit more of like, like, you know. Yeah, like he kind of was just like. There was, and actually what his uncle says at some, his uncle's name is Carson Cowles. He said he was concerned about his nephew because he, quote, still didn't have a job, a driver's license, or anything like that. He just stayed in his room a lot of the time. Like, what, yeah, what life is that? Yeah, like, what are you doing? And at this point, he's what? 17. 2000, yeah, he's 17 years old. That's like, just like, yeah, that's somebody that it's like at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, he is responsible for his actions. Oh, for sure. But there are people in a child's life that is responsible for the child. And it seems mm-hmm. like nobody, the people that were responsible for him did not claim him and did not mm-hmm. do anything right. Yeah. I mean, that's no broad and generalization and everything. But yeah, this is like one of, I think we've, oh, we've, 
had like discussions about whether we believe that people like this are like it's a nature versus nurture right. type thing. And I really don't believe that like this kid has any sort of mental illness. I think that that is not a, a nurture thing. That's like a nature thing. Like if you had schizophrenia and you had like a manic episode and murdered somebody, that's different than, oh, you just didn't get your way as a kid or your parents were just a little bit absent or you didn't have guidance during the very crucial years of your life where you're supposed to develop those mm-hmm. things. Like that's, well, that's, I, that's nurture. I mean, Yes, but I do think that there is, like, and uh, there's an element of nurture that can cause mental illness, right? Oh, yeah. So if he Agreed, has, yeah. if there's something that he has, you know, PTSD from, and I mm-hmm. don't want to, I don't want to go too down far the road of like picking yeah. it apart and figuring out why it is, because I know that's like it is really like yeah. Um, tempting and everything to just try to make sense of what sense he did, of which it, is yeah. nonsensical, and there's mm-hmm. no point. But I do also yeah. want to just say, like, you know, people with you know dissociative order, dis- dissociative identity disorder, or mm-hmm. um, which was like formerly, I think, um, borderline personality disorder or multiple yeah. personality disorder. Those things, those those are born from trauma. Those are not necessarily mm-hmm. born from like brain chemistry. So I think it's yeah, it is, it is both. I don't think it's necessarily like one or the other. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no actual reports of that he was ever. I mean, he could have went through some sort of trauma at some point yeah. in his life, but there's no like other than the like that his dad allegedly verbally and physically abused his wives. Like you can, you can assume that he also abused his children if that was true. But I also think that this whole situation was race racially motivated. And I don't think that racism is a mental illness. Racism is a fucking choice. And you decided to act on that. And you know, like all of this shit that, you're they're putting in to like back this kid and i know that no one's really like hey this he did this for a good reason but it is trying to make an excuse for a kid that did something he shouldn't have done there's it this is a situation where it's like this is black and white literally (laughs) i didn't mean that as a pun or anything (laughs) like that but i just said it's like right and wrong right and he chose wrong right so he chose wrong Um, um i i totally agree with you and I, mm-hmm. I was talking more in, like, the macro scale and yeah. not necessarily about this guy because I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. This guy's a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't care what happened to him. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so um, he uh, – eventually he, like, cuts all contact with his family, um, including his stepmom. I read something that said his stepmom said that she hadn't talked to him in um, a really long time at that point. Um, his sister was getting married and he just like didn't respond to the invitation. Um, and, um, oh, this part pissed me off so much. So they interviewed obviously some of his friends or his former friends or whatever from high school. And one of his friends said, um, that he was shocked that this was happening because his, when he was in school, he had many black friends. (gasps) And I was like, oh, my God. I want to pick up my computer and throw it out the window. Are you kidding me? I... Who the fuck cares if he had black friends? Being associated with black people does not make you not a racist. <laughs> but 
also like <laughs> why are you even talking to a newspaper dude like yeah like shut up anything of value and then you just make it fucking worse like yeah well that's the uh, thing first of all this is a high school kid well i guess he's not high school kid he's like 20 years old now but like what does that how does that contribute to either side of this like that who cares if he who who the fuck cares okay yeah so let's great you know who i'm interested in hearing from all those very real and not imaginary Re- black friends black man. friends like, yeah come the fuck come on, on. get out yeah. of here like Don't. oh god i know i was like okay well i'm gonna write this down because i want to have a very i want to have a reaction that i get to record <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's why i wrote uh, that down go, but like, other than that quickly and then i'll be right back yeah i hate it i mean other than that fuck <laughs> that guy and fuck dylan anyway so um dylan also had prior police records of course he was arrested twice for trespassing and drug possession um just a couple of months before the attack and according to the fbi uh they were like okay he had a narcotics defense uh offense so that should have prevented him from buying a gun i didn't even think about that but there was a quote administrative error <laughs> within the NICS that excluded Dylan's offense of like having but like it still showed that he was arrested but it didn't have like detail about like what it was so that basically stopped the it from appearing on the mandatory background that check. That sounds like that is done. <laughs> somebody should be held responsible for that. Oh, yeah. Um and it also sounds like fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like administrative error? Are you what? Like, what is that? Did you forget to Ooh. click the box that's like big yeah. and red like, and <laughs> says felon. <laughs> yeah, like did you for, did you just like misspell his name or like what is it? Like, what does that even mean? It sounds like a but, tech company should get in there and make it as easy as signing up for, mm-hmm. like, fucking Tinder or something. Oh, my God. You know how much information you get by just, like, <sighs> logging into a site? Right. But it's almost impossible for them to, like, check somebody's background and make sure that they should be able to, like, legally and, like, mentally be able to have a weapon that can kill people? Like, why is that so hard? Wow. wow. I don't get it. Oh, yeah. So this this t- little tidbit to me is like this shit could have been prevented and somebody should be held responsible besides Dylan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should answer for his crimes for, for sure. Because sure. guns, I know gun, people will say this and I'm sure people will be like messaging us and be like, oh, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Yeah. But guess what? If you put that gun into a hand of somebody that's not fit to have a weapon, yep. what the hell do you think they're going to do with it? He didn't. He could have walked in with a knife and stabbed everybody, but he didn't. Exactly. Well, yeah. And it's, also, if a gun was just in that room, it wouldn't have gone off by itself. It's gone, yeah. No. Guns can't just... Remember, I think we had that happen. We said somebody oh, wait, had no, that, that in a case just, that we did. That was the guns don't kill people argument that I just said. Wasn't it? Whatever. Well, 
No, but I understand what you. It's 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 literally two in the same. It's one in the same to me. Well, the the thing I didn't say that I just want to clarify is there were eleven other people in that room that did not shoot a gun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, those people didn't kill people. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like at this like this argument with like guns and shit. Like, have your fucking guns. Like, no one's telling you you can't have a that you we nobody in the world should have a gun. I get it. It's in the. But I hear what you're saying. uh, Yes. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And like, it's great. Like, have a gun. I. I have shot a gun before. I've been to a gun range. It's very fun. But I don't take that and use, like, that as an excuse to go out and shoot people. Like, come on. Like, be be smart here. Be wise. Like... Anyway, so his Facebook page also included oh. uh, images of him wearing, like, a jacket that had, um, like, white supremacist, like, shit all over what it. fashion statement. And he also reportedly told some friends and family that he was intending to kill people. Um, oh. He basically told them about, like, his plot to attack a college at the time. Um, but nobody took his him seriously, so they just <sighs> didn't say anything. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, how terrible do you have to feel right now? Wow. Like, I would, I would feel so absolutely horrible. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, if they knew this, ki- like friends and shit, like you know, people say stupid shit all the time, and you're like, okay, shut up, uh, John, whatever, you know. But About, like in like, this case, it's like. Attacking people? people like is not mm. a joke, and I think that should be something that we're like, hey, that's a red flag. Yeah. Anywho, so uh, the FBI was called in to handle this investigation because they treated this attack as a hate crime, and the police re- uh, released the security camera footage uh, from the church to the public, asking anybody if they know this kid to come forward immediately um and this actually led to them receiving a tip from a woman who recognized roof and his car he drove a black hyundai a hyundai elantra mm-hmm. um it had south carolina plates on it and a three flag three flags on the back of it one of them being the confederate flag um so this woman was like i think that's him like good for her yeah oh my gosh this woman's amazing so she said she later says that quote i got closer and saw that haircut i he has a very distinctive haircut and we'll i'll share some photos on our instagram but she said i got closer and saw that haircut i was nervous i had the worst feeling is that him or not him she said um, she said she called her employer and who they then, but I was like, you, why didn't you call the police? But anyway, so she called her employer who then called the police and okay. then she, yeah, she tailed him <gasps> for 35 oh, miles. Shit. Okay. <laughs> redeemed. I know she tailed him for 35 miles until she was certain the authorities were there to arrest him. Holy shit. And I was like, yes, "Yes, we have heard him. Who is this amazing person? It did. I couldn't find her name. I didn't. She deserves privacy because she she is a hero vigilante. She's an absolute. Yeah. Wow. I was like, yes. Okay. 
So at 10.44 a.m. the morning after the attack, uh, Roof was uh, arrested at a traffic stop in Shelby. Um, it was about 20... Ugh. Wow. I don't know where that came 40. from. 40? <laughs> 245 miles from the shooting scene. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, 245 miles? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Okay. So, um, the 45 caliber pistol was also found in the car with him, which I'm like, come on, dude, like at least try. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen the Godfather? Um, you leave it at the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the Godfather. No, don't that's not true though. I think you just like dispose of it close to the scene and then wipe it clean. Oh, okay. don't take yeah. our advice. This is for no, entertainment we're not purposes good. only. Yeah. And we're not like criminals if we were we'd be really bad at I know, it why so would we have it's a fine podcast about it. <laughs> oh my gosh we would be such bad criminals i'd give myself up right away um so they uh they found out that he targeted the members of the church uh due to its history and stature so he researched the Emanuel AME Church and targeted it because of its role in the American his- African American history. Um, a friend, who we'll get into this friend later, uh, briefly hid the gun that Dylan used. And he said, quote, I don't think the church was his primary target because he told us he was going for the school. But I think he couldn't get into the school because of the security. So I think he just settled for the church. End quote. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. Yeah. (laughs) It's not funny, but I'm just like, what? Like, how, how, what is that supposed to mean? Like, what are we supposed to feel? Like, at least he didn't kill children. Oh, yeah. I think that this friend is trying to make himself out to look like, well, I took the gun from him. For a while, but like, just so you know, oh, like, like I, I don't tried think to stop him. Yeah, like he's trying to like, and we'll get into that a little bit later because he comes up in I'm the end. I'm so confused. Yeah, like I don't know what his. I think that he was lying. I'll, oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I'll I'll get okay, into okay, it okay. towards the end. Okay. I'm so bamboozled. <laughs> um. So they uh. Dylan Roof, he waived his extradition right, um, and he was flown to a detention center because, remember, he was arrested two, oh, 245 miles state. out. Yeah. So the um, uh, jurisdiction is different. So oh, he okay. he waived his right to extradition, and he was flown back to a detention center in North, or North Charleston on the ev- evening of June 18th. Um. But he was put in a cell next to a gentleman by the name of Michael Slager. Do you know who he is? No. Okay. He is a former North Charleston police officer. He was charged with the murder of Walter Scott. (gasps) So Walter's, the the man who murdered Walter Scott was right next to Dylan in in jail. Yeah. So he, and Walter Scott was murdered by this police officer uh, at a traffic stop. So it was like a routine traffic stop, and he killed uh, Wal- Walter. Uh, like, uh, chills again. What? Yeah. Absolutely crazy. So then this officer, Slager or whatever the hell his name is, he says that Roof 
basically admitted to him that he committed this crime and that he did it because he wanted to start a war of race. Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, Everybody knows how we feel about jailhouse informants, right? Like, yeah. Grain of salt because they're always out for their own sake mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Heavy shit. Because Jesus I'm like, what? Christ. How? And it's like, was that on purpose? What is, what is, yeah. I feel a lot of this was calculated in a way. Oh, because interesting. If they put him with him and then Dylan's like, oh, this is somebody that thinks the same way I do. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. says more incriminating shit. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, either way, there was just an overwhelming amount of evidence against right, this kid. Right. So it's like he could have said anything yeah. in there and it wouldn't have changed. Right. You know, um, he also told the investigators that he almost did not complete the plan because members of the church group at the Bible study were so nice to him. Oh, my God. Yeah. But he did it anyway, which makes him a fucking monster. And makes they're angels like yeah they were so nice to him and like i don't again i don't know if that's like what happened in the bible study if he was kind of being aggressive and like nasty but like that's the whole like i doubt he was there actually being nice to everybody like i just don't feel no, like that's I feel his like if you nature knowing you're gonna Ex- do that you're gonna be like hyped up and jittery and like nervous yeah. and like combative yeah yeah Wow. Oh, so, God. Uh, yeah. Absolutely <sighs> horrible. Um, so the F- FBI makes a formal statement that Dylan Storm Roof is the suspected killer of uh, the uh, Charleston church. Well, they didn't call it the church massacre then, but I'm going to call right. it that. Um, so they... Uh, also made a pi- positive identification because both um, his dad and his uncle and his stepmom made positive IDs of him from the um, uh, security footage from the church. At least so, they did something. Yeah. So on June 20th, um, investigators found a website called The Last Rhodesian. And it had been registered by Dylan on February 9th, 2015. Um, And this website was um, obviously, um, I don't know if it's still up, but from some of the articles that I read, they were actually giving the website like... What are the... What is that called? The URL to the website? website? I mean, I guess we just said it, but like... Why would you do that? I don't know. I was just like, why is this like clickable? Why would you like just not <laughs> say like a he created a white supremacist a website? Website. Exactly. So, but this was the title of it, um, and it also included a unsigned manifesto containing um, Roof's options of black Jews. <gasps> Hispanics and East Asians. Um, it had photos um, and images of him posing with handguns and conf- Confederate flags. Oh, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, the manifesto said, "quote uh, quote that he became racially aware 
as a result of the 2012 killing of Trayvon Martin. Um, He writes that he learned about the incident and that after he read about it, he came to the conclusion that George Zimmerman was um, right in killing um, Trayvon Martin. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yep. Your face describes exactly (laughs) what I I don't feel. Yes. He says he couldn't understand the controversy about the whole situation and why people weren't more in agreement with George. He couldn't understand why a 12-year-old boy with fucking Skittles? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he then researched um, black-on-white crimes. Oh! <laughs> He decided that he was going to try to find and Google, I guess, situations where a black person killed a white person. Um, And he found a website on uh, the Council of Conservative Citizens. And he read pages upon pages of cases involving black people who murdered white people. And he said, quote, never... I was never the same since that day. Google any combination of like blank on different blank. Cr- like you're going to get. Yeah. Anything. Get something. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find something like and just Google then the opposite thing and see. Yeah. Yeah. And don't act it. like that's the reason. Like what? that's the reason no, that you did this. Like, no, reason. it's not the reason. And I don't know. But I'm not sure that, like, okay, yeah, of course black people have murdered other races before. Like, that's yeah a given. But, like, I doubt humans. humans. Like, it, I don't think it has anything to do with the color in this case. Like, I think if you're killing people because they're white, different. You're killing people because they're black. Yeah. Or Jews or Hispanic or East. Like, are you kidding? Like, look at your yourself compared to these one off articles that you read where it just so happened that this black person was involved in a murder with a white person. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, even even if that's not the case, right? Like, it's like it's just bad, like internetting because you can find anything (laughs) you can find internetting. I like that word to like confirm what you already think. You know, yeah. real oh, research yeah. is looking at mm-hmm. all different aspects of it, taking that into account, and mm-hmm. then forming an opinion, not just reaffirming can... what you already think in your own narrow world view. Yeah. I could think that real bunnies are pink, and I'm sure if I Googled pink, pink bunnies, they, they'd come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> I could Google the most obscure things ever, and I'm pretty sure I could find what I'm Googling for, so... Um, yeah. So <laughs> they, uh, they confiscated his computer and phone and all this stuff. So slavery? They... Like how far <laughs> back are wanted... we going here? I don't know. But I also don't want to know what he thinks. No, no not at all. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just upset. I know. I know you are. I know you are. I'm just like, fuck this kid. Like, clearly, you just, you need some help. And I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But according to their 
investigation of his like server and all of that, mm-hmm. he had last modified this pay this website that he made on um, June seventeenth, the, d- the day before the shooting at four forty four p.m. Oh my god! And he says, "quote At the time of writing, I am in a great hurry." End quote. <sighs> And it's like, I don't, I mean, I know I can't expect like every law, like law enforcement to like track every person that is a white supremacist because that's, you know, wild. And there's, but I just feel like so many of them. And I'm just like, but like, 4.44 p.m., that was a whole 24 hours that we could have just Close. got this kid locked his ass up. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, God. Uh, or I, I wish that, like, family, like, knew. I'm not sure they did. I'm not even going to put put that past them. Like, I'm, I bet you somebody in his life knew about what's happening, and they did nothing to stop him. Yeah. And there was so much time to get, you know, something done so this kid can't do whatever. He, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, um... They started uh, interrogating him um, after his arrest, and he had admitted that he had been planning this attack for over six months. Six um, months. And six months, yes. And this is where Joey comes into play. So Joey is the friend. Joey. Joey Meek. Go home, Joey. Joey. Joey Meek. Listen, Joey. Meek. M-E-E-K. Mm. That sounds mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It's fitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, was arrested as well. Good. Because, yeah, oh yeah. Because he was accused of, um, lying to investigators about, and I'm, I couldn't find much, but like, and I didn't do as much digging into him as possible because there was so much about this case that I was just like, okay, I kind of got to like figure out what I want to say and what I don't. So I'll touch on him a little bit, but he lied to investigators about, not knowing what Dylan's plan and they, was. It was the FBI, so it is a crime to lie to an FBI agent. FBI, but not a police yes. Officer. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Mm. So Scully he... Scully and Scolder? Scully and... Whatever. Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I was gaming Anyway, sorry. Uh, I just got... That's all right. Go it's on. okay. Um, so he lied to investigators about not knowing the plan um, and about the gun and his involvement in hiding the gun and all this stuff. Joey's so a dummy. Cause he's an idiot. Um, so I just don't think that um, Dylan acted alone all the way through. Like I do believe that he had help. Um, and if, help didn't come into like actually somebody assisting him with everything. There were people that knew what was happening and they said nothing, which I probably agreed with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yes. They probably agreed with him. Um, but at the same time, you know, like a lot of people are saying that they didn't believe that he would do something like that. You don't know everybody as much as you think. Um, or you're being in denial and you're just hoping they grow mm -hmm. out of it or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, (laughs) no. And even if they do, great. Yeah. Great. I'm glad they did. But can we just, like, double check before we just let them go off on their, you know, little rants or whatever and, like, double check and make sure. Like, are you 
serious about this. If all the but Karens I don't think that they can call the cops <laughs> on people having barbecues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or walking their dogs. Then look at your own family's Karens and just see where you could mm-hmm. Karen a little bit. Yeah, Karen your own, Karen your Use own. Use your Karen peeps. powers for good, as Gabe says. <laughs> Oh my god, use your Karen powers for good. Uh, There's also this really cute video. It's cute and also hilarious and kind of like, I don't know. But uh, it's, uh, I think it's the Daily Show, like, interviewing kids to see if they know what Karen is. Like, what a Karen is. And it's absolutely hilarious because they they do know what it is. Like, they do, and they're like, do you know any Karens? And then one kid goes, my mom's a Karen. (laughs) other kid is like yeah my teacher's a karen and they're like how does how does how is your teacher a karen and he goes i don't know that's just her name (laughs) (laughs) it's absolutely hilarious but some of the kids actually know they're like oh it's it's when you are one girl said this it's just when you think that you're better than everybody else Like, she's, she knows what it is, and I'm like, okay, all right. Um, And I have a feeling that over the next couple decades, we're going to have a real plummet of kids being named Karen, by the way. sure. I know. I do feel bad because, like, all the actual people I know named Karen in my Mm -hmm. life are wonderful and not Karens at all. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to, um... I don't want to name drop, but <laughs> I do know, uh, I knew, I now work for Exactly Right Media, so I do know Karen Kilgariff, yes. and she is a beautiful human being, mm-hmm. and she is not a real Karen. Yes. She is one of the best Karens ever. It's ironic, because I think people named Karens are just inherently not Karens. Exactly. It's usually yeah. the people I that are named, like... I don't know like, all Karens ever, but... Yeah, I don't know all the Karens in the world, that but it's like, usually not them yeah, that are Karens. Back when all the Felicias were sad because everyone was just saying bye to them all the bye time. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. That's one of the times where I actually uh, cherish the fact that I have a very unique name. No <laughs> one's ever going to use my name as like a way to like describe anything. So um, I'm straight there. So it's all good. Um, so they did. Let's get back. <laughs> so they did. Um, uh, confiscate his cell phone and computer. Um, and in this, the FBI did, uh, even with the evidence of Joey's involvement and everything, they did feel like, uh, he, Roof was self-radicalized online Mm -hmm. and basically adopted all of these white supremacist ideologies through the sites that he was visiting and it wasn't like original content in a sense like he was definitely like ripping content from like other places um and creating this whole thing that really they didn't really see involved more than just him Mm. so but i i mean i don't know how how involved they got into his what he was doing over the last five years, but that's what they concluded Mm -hmm. that it was kind of like just him. Um, so the trial, so district attorney, uh, Scarlett Wilson, she announced that she was going for the death penalty. Mm -hmm. She was like, this is it. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, because he, he committed more than one killing. Um, that it put everybody, it puts everybody else at risk. Yeah. Like he needs to be put down. Um, down. and I hate, to, I hate to, well, <laughs> oh my God. 
I mean, well, yeah. we put we put dogs down for biting yeah, kids. No, Why can't we this, put this? This that yeah. this is the perfectly appropriate time to use that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, sorry no. if that offended anybody. Whatever. Um, so on July 7th, he uh, makes his first appearance at the Charleston court, uh, County Court. It's uh, video conferencing. It's his bond hearing. Um, and the at the hearing, the, sh- the survivors from the shooting and the relatives of the five of the nine victims all speak. Um, and they say they are, quote, praying for his soul and they forgive him, oh. which takes some motherfucking strength in my opinion. Um, but it's also a church (laughs) and, uh, I think that it would take a lot for me to forgive somebody, um, in this situation, but I, this is such an example of like forgiveness Mm -hmm. being an active choice that you have to choose every day. Mm -hmm. And it's not like agreed. One of those things where you're just like, I forgive you. Oh, everything. Oh, it's over. Yeah. That is a fight that you keep fighting. Yeah, it's definitely a fight. Wow, it it, takes a lot of strength. Yeah. It does. And it also, to me, shows the difference here. Like, I don't understand why when, if you're looking at this case, like all of our listeners, I just feel like if you were a white supremacist or you felt that your race was superior to another race, like looking at this situation or this case in general it shows you that that's not actually true. Yeah. Like the fact that this kid, whatever, and I keep calling him a kid. He's, he was a grown he was fucking man. man. Yeah. He was an actual grown man yeah. who made a choice to murder somebody because murder people, multiple, multiple people, people because of their, their race. Right. And he's supposed to be the superior race or that's the situation here. But then the the victims who were all African-American, their families can stand up and say they're praying for him and that they forgive him. Like that's an actual thing that they have to deal with for the rest of their lives. Like how is that not pure strength right there? Why is that? And not saying that the black race is going to be superior. I think it just means that we're all human. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't make you any better well, because the you're white. Well, if situation was reversed, mm-hmm. it, it would be those white supremacists saying, see what a terrible race this is. And it's giving them mm. more ammunition to fight back. And yeah. instead, these people are saying, hey, we're all human. And we for-. like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't yeah. know if they said that, but I'm putting words in their mouth. Yeah. But nah, you know right. what I mean? Um. Yeah, so uh, the judge, uh, uh, his name was James, or is James Skip Gosnell Jr. Um, He presided over the uh, bond hearing, um, and he said uh, that the dead victims and their families, um, or in addition to the dead victims and their families, that there are victims on the young man's side of of the family. Nobody would never would have ever known them. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that over. There are victims on this young man's side of the family. Nobody would have ever thrown them into the whirlwind of events that they were uh, they are being thrown into. So I'm not fond um, of this judge. Wait. Um, because he. Yeah. So he's basically saying that there are the dead victims and their families are not the only victims that the uh 
the Dylan's family is all they're also victims because they have been thrown into this whirlwind of events brought on by their family I member. I mean like okay, but like why are you saying that? Yeah. Like what? But no, you want to know why? Because he was also reprimanded back in 2005 uh, for using a racial slur while on the bench. So that's probably why. Oh. Yeah, fuck this guy. But he does uh, set a million dollar bond uh, for um, Dylan I'm sorry, Roof. I uh, from the last thing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, why did they assign him this? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that's an awesome question that I do not have the answer to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you ready? I guess so. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, so the, the, this judge did set his, uh, his bond at 1 million, um, for the weapons, um, possession charge. And there was no bail set for the nine counts of murder. Okay. That's on. Yeah. On July 31st roof, uh, he uh, pleads not guilty, um, to the federal charges. (laughs) Of course. Get out of here. Uh, but apparently this was the what his lawyer advised him to do because actually Roof wanted to plead guilty. Um, and this actually starts like a whole bunch of stuff. Like there was a rabbit hole of things yeah. that and, and I'm just going to like try yeah. to get them together okay. in a way. But this is everything that kind of led up to the actual trial itself. Yeah. So he wanted to plead guilty, but his his lawyer said no. Um, so they ended up doing a not guilty plea. Um, and then on September 16th, uh, Dylan Roof said that his attorneys, uh, said through his attorneys that he was willing to take a, a plea of guilty in exchange for a life sentence without parole. But I think he was doing that because he didn't want the death penalty. Yeah. So he's saying like, what if I make a deal for pleading guilty but then i the uh, district attorney was like nah bro we're not doing it that way like it's this or nothing and um so then on october 1st um the trial was pushed to january 2016 to give the prosecutors and roof's attorneys more time to prepare but then on december 1st the trial was postponed again to an unknown date um, and then on November 7th, 2016, the, uh, district judge, Richard Girdle, Gurgel, Gurgel, I'm going to say Gurgel. He postponed the jury selection until, um, November 9th. So just a couple of days. And then the trial was then postponed again in November 2000 oh, like or in November year? 28th. Almost? Yeah. Um, the federal judge what? granted the, mo- because they, uh, there was a motion for Dylan Roof to represent himself, and the judge granted that motion. And then this on is a mess, it's absolutely a mess. And then on December fourth, they uh, Dylan Roof had like a handwritten request to Judge Gurgel asking for his defense team to uh, for the guilty phase of his. Um, it, for the fen- the for the uh, the federal trial, so he w- like basically was like, okay, I'll hire my 
lawyers back. So then that was granted, which what? meant it was pushed again. So then <gasps> finally on December 6th, the um, they or I'm sorry, on December 5th, the uh, Roof's lawyers asked for a uh, a delay in the uh, trial. And then on December 6th, the federal judge was like, no, we're done. We're having this fucking trial. They delayed. They denied the defense's Good. delay. Um, and then. <laughs> yeah. Oh so it, it was just like absolutely like. It was like reading all of these different things. I was like, all right, I need to find one article that's telling me like everything that yeah. happened. And I was able to find something, but it was like three different articles that were giving all these dates. And I was like, wait, what year is this? Like, was it the next year? Like, what year are we that's talking about? Like and it's dizzying. like, absolutely. Uh. Uh, so, so the decision to seek the death penalty was a campaign talk topic in 2016. Did you hear about that? Because this was the year, I don't remember hearing this at all, but the 2016 election, all the presidential uh, primaries, Hillary Clinton being one of them, um, said that she supported the Justice Department's decision to have death penalty on the table, and then Bernie Sanders was opposing it. So it was also like a political thing happening right now. So so I think the the debates they so then I did yeah in the debates yeah I just don't remember it yeah yeah Um, and then in November 2016 uh, he they tried to uh, add motions in about his competency to stand trial that he was mentally ill there were multiple of those but they were all denied and he was declared competent to stand trial for all of his crimes. So Ruth's trial begins on December 7th, 2016, where the witnesses give testimony describing the shooting in graphic detail. Um, And on December 15th, 2016, Ruth is found guilty on all 33 federal charges against him. Yes, bitch. Seriously. Um, After all that, I'm like, they better. I know. (laughs) Like, are you kidding? Um, So then in in the sentencing phase of his trial... Um, he does dismiss his attorneys and he represents himself and it's like, God, the only thing that you are sick with is narcissism, right. but whatever. It's Ted Bundy uh, shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so he does do, uh, make a statement at the sentencing hearing, which was on January 4th, 2017. He offered absolutely no apology, no explanation. He says, quote, there is nothing wrong with me psycho- psychologically. Oh, okay. Um, okay, good. Great. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you think that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then at the hearing, the prosecutors introduce uh, new uh, evidence of the um, of excerpts from his um, website mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> It's so ridiculous. But yeah, he basically is trying to fight that his manifesto was journaling type things. And it's like, no, I'm sorry, dude. Like, that's then not actually going to help you. Right with hand. Yeah. Like, you don't fucking post it online. Yeah. Like, what's you wrong with you? You want people to see it if you post it online. Like, we want people to hear exactly. this podcast because we post it online. Because otherwise, yeah. we just be sitting and talking to each other like we used to do. <laughs> I know that's exactly how it would have been until this happened, but whatever. Um, So in this manifesto, he wrote, quote, I would like to make it crystal clear. I do not regret. Oh, I'm sorry. This wasn't from the manifesto. This was his statement. uh, His statement. 
um, quote, I would like to make it crystal clear. I do not regret what I did. I am not sorry. I have not shed a tear for the innocent people I killed. End quote. So what are you doing? Within that says they're innocent. (laughs) Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Go away. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. So he is convicted of all 33 charter. Oh, yeah. That's the time. Wild. Sinister. Yeah, very oh sinister. Oh, my God. Um, so he's convicted in, in December 2016, and in Janu- on January 10th, 2017, he is sentenced to death. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's, I told you it was heavy. Yeah. Um, okay, so in um, this is just a little thing that I found. This is actually from Wikipedia. So um, in 2000... It, in in 2016 they uh, there was a um, assault in prison um so he into the in, on August 4th 2016 he was beaten by a fellow inmate um at the Charleston detention center and the assailant was a 25 year old african american um his name was Dwayne Marion Stafford um, he was awaiting trial for uh, a first degree assault charge and a st- uh, an armed robbery sh- charge. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he was so uh, Dwayne was able to exit the uh, exit his unlocked cell. Oh. Um, he was able to pass through a steel cell door with a narrow vertical window and go down the stairs into the jail's protective custody unit. To reach Dylan Roof. Oh. <laughs> At the time of the attack, Roof was alone. He was alone. In the protective custody. In the protective custody. Oh, my God. After two detention officers were assigned to him, and they were assigned to be with him at all times, one of them was conveniently on break. Oh. And the other one had walked away to do an unknown task. Oh. It's so obvious that they allowed yes. this guy to get out and beat wow. the shit out of him. I hope Dwayne got time off for good behavior for that. <laughs> oh um, I did see something about him actually getting, like, when it, at his sentencing, like, he didn't get any additional oh, charges or good. anything like that. But also, oh. Dylan and his attorneys never pressed charges. So, like, I Everybody think they were just knows. trying to keep this yeah. under. They were like. Clearly, this was like orchestrated by many it people, like and there's no way. Are like, fuck you. Yeah, it was. Wow, I was like, no like, freaking you. way. Yeah, good. totally. Oh and I, god. I'm like, oh my god, I'm glad it's I found this little tidbit. Life. Oh my god. Yeah, it's very satisfying. Um. So, and this case, I actually started to read, or the way I found it, because I didn't see it you know, when it actually happened, but it was because they, uh, last year tried to do a death sentence appeal mm. and there was an, this, I, I'm assuming around this time, I'm not really sure this time that they, um, there was like a conclusion to the appeal. So in January, 2020, um, they appealed his death, his attorneys appealed his death sentence. They had like a 300 page brief, uh, from his lawyers to the appeals for the fourth circuit. Um, he is representing himself again, um, in this penalty phase. Okay. 
And they basically are saying that there was extenuating information about his mental health or his mental illness that was not presented to the jury. So the jury should have been able to take that into account um, before, you know, giving their verdict or whatever. Um, So on May 25th, 2021, his lawyers started that or were finishing that process um, and they basically said that his, him representing himself, quote, proves his disconnect from reality, <laughs> which <laughs> so shady. it's so shady, but it's like also a back way I mean, yeah. to like try to, yeah. and it's it, really it's kind of true, it's really but smart. it's like, and it is true, yeah. but also not enough to like. No, not enough. Anything. Yeah, no. So. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So the on yeah on August twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one, a panel of the Fourth Circuit. Five days ago, from day of recording. I'm telling you, that's how I found the case. You had you because didn't hear this, about this when it first happened. No, you've never heard of Dylan Ruth before. No. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I don't not. Sorry, that's totally valid, but... No, I oh. hadn't. Like, I honestly... And I, I talk about why I think that I didn't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, okay. yeah, I've never heard of him before. Oh, 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 oh. But I feel like I've heard about this massacre before, but I don't think I ever paid attention to, like, who he was. Right, right, right. Okay. You know? Like, it was... I don't know. Maybe I just I mean, cared more about the victims. I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like it's it was also, like I didn't... Exhausting it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. happens. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So f- yeah. This this is how I heard about wow. it because I oh. was like, oh, I'm gonna do this case yeah. because I you know yeah. I didn't know that this was like a thing. So yeah. So they unanimously rejected his appeal. Good. So he um the it, they upheld his death good, sentence. Good, good, good. Um, and the judges wrote in their 149 page opinion that quote no cold record or careful parsing of statutes and precedents can capture the full horror of what Roof did. His crimes qualify him for the harshest penalty that a just society can impose. Wow. End quote. That's great. Yeah. Um, wow. So there's just, there's like, obviously there's a shit ton of like memoriam stuff right. that's out there, yeah. but one of them um, is at the Morris Brown African Methodist uh, Episcopal church in charleston um they have a huge mural they have a bunch of stuff um that you can go visit if you live in the area or there's a monument i know as well um and on june 21st only four days after the shooting the emmanuel ame church reopened for its sunday worship service and the reverend dr norval goff senior delivered the sermon (sighs) so again like i i read about this case because of the appeal Uh um but i again i was like shocked that i didn't know about this kid and like all the shit that's involved in his life rather than like i didn't really care about him i guess but i do feel like i remember seeing this before but like you said a lot this happens a lot so it is very exhausting so when i do research stuff or 
you know, stuff comes up in the news or whatever, it is very much like a glaze over. Yeah. So I think that they, that may have contributed to me not really remembering mm-hmm. this. But mm-hmm. also, like I said, this was 2015. This was like the height of the election. And oh, there was a true. lot of shit yeah, in really the news true. that I did not like. I was just yeah. like too Trump was elected in 2016. So that's probably contributed Mm -hmm. to it as well. Um, But, you know, uh, does, does that make it right? No. Like I should know, but it also like, does it make it right for the media to not pay attention as much to this case because of an election? I don't know. Like that's kind of like a, Mm -hmm. I don't know, toss up for me. Um, But you can't know everything all the time. No, exactly. And, um, you know, this is a very terrifying and heartbreaking event, massacre. Like, it it does still, like, baffle me that, that people like Dylan can exist. Like, I don't know why it feels so, like, I know what you so mean. Cra- extra. Like, it just feels so crazy or wild <laughs> to me. Um because he's sick he's and not sick like oh he has an illness and he can't help himself it's like he's actually just sick and deranged and it it is just really you know baffling to me that this is something that we not only are dealing with in in our lifetime but like also dealing with every day currently Mm -hmm. every day um and i've talked about this all the time that it feels like the amount of hatred that you have to harbor in order to like act out these crimes is so unimaginable that like i don't think i have enough hate in my body to care that much about something else yeah. to to buy a gun and kill somebody i had this conversation with my uh sister a couple weeks ago just about gun violence in general and how like a lot of kids these days that act out these aggressions of hate towards people to like hate somebody so much that you kill them is so like out of like a out of body thing for me um and she she referenced like when i was a kid and i didn't like somebody at school i would just beat them up you know (laughs) but like at in this day and age like kids are so kids and even adults are so quick to like eliminate rather than deal with yeah does that make sense so like you're just so you it's you hate something so much you want to get rid of it rather than learning how to just exist with yeah. it you know and it's the um, it's the externalization of your own internal pain that you are blaming mm-hmm. those people for or for whatever reason yeah and you yeah. want them to hurt as bad as you're hurting yes but i don't yeah. think that's the case in in this case but no i don't think at all i think like that this shootings and things like that yeah Yes. If yeah, and I, I I think that when we had that, her and I had that conversation, it was like young kids, like mm-hmm. 13, 14 years old, that are like stealing guns and stealing, you know, like that's all very. In my opinion, it's like, it's different than this case because yeah. this case is yes, a, a, an is actual different. adult man who's like you know, has these is being fed these really terrible things and it's just you know it, it's taking yeah. over him to be able to do these things and it's just again it's just very wild to me and i feel like we say this too like our podcast being the smallest part but like i i really 
in whatever small way, um, we just need to stop this spread of hatred in our everyday lives, in our social media, in our, like, I've even stopped sharing certain things that even though I truly believe them, it does instigate hate. It does feed the fire. Um, you know, and there's still people out there like Dylan Roof, and I hope to God that number starts to get smaller and smaller to make more room for beautiful people that do contribute to our society in a good way, in the best way, um, and deserve to be on this earth. I think we all need to find the beauty in people, find the beauty in yourself, and let's just do better. This week's episode was written and edited by me, Asia Hamilton, and music by Holly Amber Church. Social media by Kelsey Gruenberg. For all of our pictures and sources, check us out on Instagram at ontheirbehalf underscore pod and on Twitter at ontheirbehalf underscore. On their behalf, thank you for listening.